Scripture reading for today is Romans 5, 1 through 11. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, though through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exalt in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Romans 5, 1 through 11. pray for the message Father we just ask that uh, he's the pastor he brings the message that uh, you give him the words that we need to hear Lord that we would just have open hearts to the message and that we would uh, carry it with us this week as we surface seek to serve you in Jesus name good morning we are back in the book of Romans we're back at a very critical time in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5. <clears throat> Romans chapter 5 is making a shift in themes. In uh, the first four chapters of the book, uh, the key has been faith. Faith has come up 33 times in the first four chapters of the book of Romans. Now, the theme in chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8 seems to be life, which will come up 24 times in these verses. And the life that is described is a life of peace, a life that handles the stress of this world. The interesting thing is that Isaiah talks about the stress of this world. In Isaiah 48, verse 22, he says a very interesting thing. He says, there is no peace for the wicked. There is no peace for the wicked. So the wicked, because of sin, have no possibility of peace. And if you have no possibility of peace, you're going to have stress in your life. You're going to have problems in your life. You're going to have worries in your life. You're going to have a whole mess of problems. But chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, change. Change the situation. In chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8, there'll be a comparison. And you'll see it over and over again. A comparison of being in Adam, in other words, not saved, 
not believing, not justified, and being in Jesus Christ. So you can either be in Adam or in Christ. For instance, uh, chapter 5 talks about if you're in Adam, you're in the wrath of God. If you're in Christ, you're in peace with God. If you're in Adam, you're condemned. If you're in Christ, you're justified. If you're in Adam, you have death. If you're in Christ, you have life. In Adam, you death reigns. In Christ, grace and righteousness reign. In Adam, many were made sinners. In Christ, many were made righteous. In Adam, sin reigned in death. In Christ, grace reigns to life. If in Adam, you live under the law. In Christ, you live under grace. You are a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness. You're lawless or you're sanctified. You're free in regard to righteousness. In other words, you're free from the liability of being righteous. In other words, a non-believer has no um, requirement to do righteousness. But if you're in Christ, you're free from sin. You don't have a requirement to do sin. There is an option for you. You can do righteousness. There is uh, oldness of the letter or newness of life. There, in Adam, there's a living in futility of the flesh. In Christ, living in hope of glory. Oh, in Adam, you say, wretched man that I am. In Christ, you say, thanks be to God. In Adam, you say, law of sin and death. In Christ, the law of spirit of life. Living according to the flesh, living according to the spirit, living in slavery, living as a spirit of adoption, living in corruption or freedom to glory. There's a big change that takes place now, a big change. This change will deal with your life. Now, What I'm going to say now will ruffle some feathers. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. If you are in Adam, if you live in the flesh, if you are a sinner and controlled by sin and death, You live a life that is very, very, very stressful. If you are in Christ, you live completely free from stress. Okay? Now let me pick on pastors. There was a survey taken of pastors. Guess what the pastors complained about? They complained about stress that came from who? The congregant. Ninety <laughs> percent of pastors complained about stress from their members of their church. Listen, 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 listen. 
There is nothing you can do to make me stressful. There is nothing you can do to give me any stress. And by the way, there's nothing in your life, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that can cause you stress. Nothing. Nothing. If you understand what you have in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, you will not experience stress of any kind. Ever. Ever. Oh, Remember what pastors are taught in school? Don't make promises you can't keep, okay? I am making the promise to you. No stress in your life ever, according to Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Now, you will know that I have a habit in my life, in my preaching, to teach you little bits of Greek grammar. I teach you a little bit, a little taste because I find it very intriguing, the grammar that Greek has and why the New Testament's written in Greek. I try to teach you, and I know what you're thinking because I see it in your face. You're thinking, oh my goodness, here he goes again talking about Greek grammar. Oh, boring. Okay? You take all the sermons I have ever mentioned anything about Greek grammar in the past, it's all because of today's sermon. All the little things I've taught you about Greek grammar, all is done so that you can understand these two verses. Because without you understanding Greek grammar, you will not get the experience that you need to get from these two verses. You need to understand there's a reason for my grammar lessons. Greek grammar lesson. Okay? Here we go. Verse 1. I'm afraid. Are you? <sighs> Verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read it again. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what I read, what I went by the other day? I went by, okay? I went by a liquor store. I went by a liquor store, okay? I drove by a liquor store. I saw a sign. You know what the sign said? No. It says it's not alcoholism. It's not alcoholism. It's stress intervention. It's stress intervention. Now, listen. That is true for the non-believer because he is under such stress described in these two verses that he needs something. He needs drugs. He needs sin. He needs alcohol. He needs something to help him with the stress he's under. His stress is so completely uncontrollable, he is lost in stress. But a believer isn't under stress. 
there is no stress in your life because of verses 1 and 2. 1 and 2. Here you go. What are the six secrets? Six secrets. I didn't practice that. I didn't know that would be hard. What are the six secrets to living a stress-free life? What are the six secrets to living a stress-free life? Number one. Number one. A believer is justified. A believer is justified. That is in the aorist tense, which means a point in time. In this case, it's talking about a point in time in the past. Because of you, one time in the past, placed your faith in Jesus Christ, whenever that was, when you placed your faith in Jesus Christ, and that day you were justified. In that day, you were justified once by God. In the past, you were justified. Aristens, point in time. In the past. Therefore, and I think that refers back to the first four chapters of Romans. All those things he talked about, being justified. You were justified. You were justified so that you now are no longer unjustified. If you are unjustified, you are in a state of stress. If you are justified, there is no stress in your life. Let me explain. If you have stress problems with sin, which your life would be completely controlled by sin, you will have stress problems. Because you know why? Sin never fulfills its promise. Sin says it will satisfy, make you happy, wealthy, and wise. It will free you from everything. It will do everything for you. And sin never does. You will be in a state of always being stressful. God, though does the work of justification and declares you righteous. That takes you away from struggling with sin and the stress that sin builds in your life. You have no stress because you have sin taken care of and God calls you righteous. He calls you righteous. You have been justified. Aorist tense, point in time in the past. Passively. In other words, God does it to you. You cannot be justified by something you try to do. Justification is judicial declarification by God that a believer is righteous. He declares you righteous. The judge declares you righteous. In Romans chapter 8, verse 29... Those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. You are justified. You are declared righteous just like his son is declared righteous. Justification will transform you from a sinner to Jesus Christ. You will be conformed with Jesus. You will be righteous. You will be declared justified. Justification, aorist tense, point in time, happens one time in your life. 
from that time in the past, you have been declared righteous. You have a different relationship to sin. You know sin will not ever fulfill you. It'll never keep a promise to you. You know it only hurts you. You have no problem with sin. You have been justified. Second, second, what are six secrets to living a stress-free life? Number two, therefore, having been justified by faith, having been justified by faith. Number two, a believer is justified, aorist tense, point in time, by saving faith. Saving faith in the past. When you repented of your sins and placed your trust in Jesus Christ, you were saved by faith. You placed your faith in the promises of God and you were saved. You were saved. You were justified by faith. You believed the promises of God. You placed your trust in it and you were saved by faith. You were saved. How does that work in stress? Here you go. The stress problems with having no purpose for living. Because if you have no other reason but sin to live for, there is no purpose in your life. Life is meaningless. You are, it's like the videos we were watching in Sunday school. There's meaninglessness in life. There's no purpose for life. If all you have is sin to try to live for, because sin will never fulfill you. So, you have a problem. God did the work of justification and gives you the ministry of reconciliation. What is that? Evangelism, sharing the gospel message. And he gives you the mission of edification. What's that? That's ministering to other believers. And that gives you purpose. And you have something to do tomorrow. Either evangelize non-believers or edify believers. And you get up and you do your job. And you do your job. You have a purpose for living. Because you've been saved and justified by faith. The connection with the righteousness of Christ is done by your faith in Jesus Christ. When God calls a sinner to saving faith, he wants you to repent from sin and place your belief in the promises of God. And then God responds with giving you forgiveness. You're forgiven. Faith is able to trust the smallest or the biggest problem promise that God gives you. The smallest promise or the biggest promise. Whatever it is, your faith believes God. And God is your anchor. And he's your commander. And he instructs you how to live. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. To those who have been received a faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God. A number of verses talk about the connection between the righteousness of God and your faith. Faith and righteousness. You see it all through the Bible. You have faith because you have the righteousness of Christ. Because you've been justified. You have a reason for living. You are to share that righteousness with those that don't have Jesus Christ, and you edify those, you produce more righteousness in other believers. And you teach and counsel and minister to them. You try to build up 
more righteousness. Third, third, third way of having a secret, a special life of non-stress. Third, verse 1, we're still in verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. Number three, a believer is reconciled, present tense, to God. Present tense. Present tense. Every day you wake up with peace to God. You have peace with God, present tense. Every day. Yesterday you had it. Today you'll have it. Tomorrow you'll have it. Every day you have peace with God. That is the work of reconciliation. Work of reconciliation puts one person together with another person who beforehand had a war problem between them. And there's peace. Peace. You have peace with God by reconciliation. You have reconciliation because you've been justified by God. You've been justified by your faith. You have been changed. How have you been changed in relationship to sin? The stress problem that comes with war with holy God. If you do not have faith in Jesus Christ, you've never repented of your sins, you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you are at war with God. Now you talk to a non-believer tomorrow, they might not realize they're at war. One of the things you do sharing the gospel message is you share with them they're at war. They're fighting against God. God is holy. You make one sinful act. You tell one lie. You do one slander. You one gossip. And you are at war with God. And that war is going to win. God's going to win that war. And you will lose it. And the only hope you have is by faith and repentance in the work of Jesus Christ. Life will not make you joyful. Anything a non-believer does will not make him joyful. He will never win the war with God. He will always lose. You hear about wealthy people. They grow. They try to live for money. They try to build money. And then they get to be the top 1%, which is the term now. You become top 1%, and you find out the suicide rates for people in the top 1% is larger than any other. They commit suicide because their money does not give them victory over God. And they're stressed out. And the only hope they have is to die. And they commit suicide. You have peace with God. Present active tense. You have and enjoy peace every day. You have peace with God. Peace with God means you've been reconciled with God Rather than being at war with God, you are at peace with God. A justified believer does not have stress in questioning their relationship with God. You have dealt with your relationship with God. You are on his side. You're on his team because of Jesus Christ. You have everything taken care of. The sinner is at war with God, and no matter what he does, he will feel that he's at war with God. Everything he does... There's no mutual position. There's no Switzerland. You know how in every war there's always Switzerland? There is no Switzerland in the war with God. You're either on his team or you're against him. Romans 8, 
verse 7 says, the mind is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Hostile towards God. You set your mind on sin, you are at war with God. But if you are justified, you are reconciled, and therefore have peace with God. Number four. Number four. The end of verse one. Therefore, having been justified by faith, you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What are six secrets to living a stress-free life? Number four. A believer is reconciled, present tense, reconciled by the work of Jesus Christ today. You are reconciled by the work of Jesus Christ. You have Jesus Christ to make peace between you and God. Jesus Christ deals with your sin as a sacrifice on the cross to pay the penalty for your sins. He takes care of your war with God. And you are at peace with God. And if you are at peace with God, there is no stress in your life. You've taken care of the biggest stress thing factor that you can. In other words, put it this way. The stress problems that come from earning your way to heaven. You do not do things to earn your way to heaven. The law cannot save you. Chapters 1 through 4. The law does not save you. Doing something does not end the war. God does not want you to jump up and down three times and end the war with God. He does not want you to come out with a white flag. That does not end the war with God. The only thing that ends the war is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Only thing. The only thing. He wants to have you understand that God does the work of justification and Jesus paid your reconciliation. Jesus redeems you. You are reconciled. You are made at peace with God because of the work of Jesus Christ. You are no longer at war with God. You are in a state of peace. The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord talking about his deity. Jesus talking about his humanity. Christ talking about his role as redeemer. Jesus Christ is the redeemer of all believers. Romans 3.24 Through the redemption which is in Jesus Christ. Jesus does the redeem, the redemption. How does this take care of your stress? If you've been redeemed by Jesus, you have no fear of God. No stress there. No fear of death. No stress there. No worry. No fear of hardships in your life. No fear of being alone. You're with God. Biblically speaking, there is nothing to make you stressful. Nothing. A congregation cannot cause you stress. Because we are on God's team. Wait, there's more. Verse 5. Number 5. Verse 2. Not 5. Verse 2. Through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exalt in the hope of the glory of God. <clears throat> what are the six secrets to living a stress-free life? Number 5. A believer is standing in grace. A believer is standing in grace. The believer is standing in grace. Perfect tense. 
In other words, it happens in the past and it has a continuing action today. It's permanent. You have it in the past. It started at one time in the past and it continues forever. You stand in grace. When did you come into grace? When you were justified. When you had faith and justification. When you had saving faith. That day you heard the gospel message and you turned your heart over to God. You turned your life over to God. You repented of your sins. You placed your faith in Jesus Christ. You trust the promises of God's word. When that day happened, you were standing in grace. You are there. How does that make a stress-free life? Glad you asked. Stress problems that come with keeping your name in the book of life. Keeping your name in the book of life. There are a lot of churches that talk about how you can lose your faith. I'm sorry. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you stand in grace, you start one day when you're saved and justified, and you will stay there forever. Sorry. He would write it differently if he meant differently. You think there are stress problems keeping your name in the book of life? The law does not keep you secure. In other words, you can do all the good things you want to do, and they will never keep you standing in grace. You can do all the good, you can raise all the Christian kids, you can have a great Christian marriage, you can do whatever you think is good, and it will never keep you standing in grace. The only thing that keeps you standing in grace is being justified and having peace with God. If you have been justified and you stand in peace with God, you stand in grace. How do I know? Because through whom we also have obtained our introduction. Obtained. That's an interesting verb. It's written perfect tense. You obtain an introduction. You attain. Uh, something comes and you stand in grace somehow by the work of Jesus Christ. And you get to a place where you obtain an introduction to God. The believer has now and will continue to have this introduction. Our introduction is a privilege that comes when you low-rank people, here you you low-rank congregant, you get introduced to the king of kings, the creator of the universe. You get brought into the house of the king. How are you brought into the house of the king? Only two ways, by being justified and being at peace with God. And when you are in that relationship with God, you enter into an introduction to the king. And guess how long you get to stand with the king? Forever. Forever. The believer has permanent access to God the Father through the introducer, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus introduces you and you stand forever in grace. By faith into this grace in which we stand. Which we stand. Another verb, guess what tense? Perfect tense. You stand. One day you get to stand when you are justified and made peace with God. 
and you stand then forever in grace. So you get to stand. By the way, this is the last time we see the word faith until we get to chapter 9, verse 30. We're done talking about faith. Now you get to talk about life. You get life because of the faith you have in the gospel message. You enter into God's court. The sinner has to be justified and reconciled. The believer has been placed into grace and he remains forever in grace. Here you go, number six. Number six. Verse two. Through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into the grace in which we stand and we exult in the hope of the glory of God. We hope in the, in the glory of God. What are six things, six secrets to living a stress-free life? Number six, a believer is confident, present tense, every day in hope. Every day you have hope. Every day you have hope. I don't care what happens tomorrow. The worst possible things, the, the worst possible five things could happen in your life tomorrow. And you will still have hope. You know why you have hope? You have hope in the future glory of God. You have hope because you stand in grace forever. There's no way you can jump out of grace. You stand in grace forever. You are in grace, therefore you have hope in future glory. You have hope. You have hope. Now, if you don't have that, there are a lot of things to be stressful about. For instance, the stress problems that come with worry about the future. Have you ever met a non-believer worried about the future? I'm the only one. Do you talk to non-believers? They worry constantly about the future. Constantly. Constantly. They have problems and stress because of the future. They doubt they've done enough to secure salvation. They've done enough to do, win the war against God. They've done enough good things. They even go to church thinking by going to church, it earns them good things to earn with God. That somehow they'll do enough. Somehow they'll walk enough little old ladies across the street. They've done enough of buying Girl Scout cookies. They've done enough to earn something with God. And they doubt they've done enough. But with God, with God doing the work of justification, you have hope and future glory that you can now rejoice about. You can boast about. You can be happy about. You see the word exalt? The word exalt there is translated in English a number of different ways. Sometimes in a prideful way, when it's used in a negative way. Sometimes boasting, which is sometimes used in a negative way, can also be translated rejoicing. Rejoicing. You get to rejoice every day, present tense. You get to rejoice. No matter what happens tomorrow, you can rejoice because God is the hope. And one day, you'll experience the glory of God. You'll experience the glory of God. Believers are to keep rejoicing because they have peace with God. They have justification with God. And they will have one day without the presence of sin. They rejoice. Can only be done by a believer. Standing in the state of grace. 
If you do anything to boast about what you have done, there's no joy there. There's no hope there. Hope is in the glory of God. Since salvation is a work of God, our future hope is completely secure. We trust God because he did the work in the past. He'll do the work in the future. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 14. It was this. He called you through our gospel that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. One day, somehow, you're going to share with the glory of Jesus Christ. You will have glory of Jesus Christ. Romans 8.18 And they are not worthy of the sufferings you have at the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that should be revealed to us. You're going to have a day where glory is revealed to you. So the sufferings of this day, the stressful things that most people could stress out about, you don't stress out about because there's a day in the future where you will share with the glory of Jesus Christ and you will have reason to rejoice even today. Every day you get to rejoice about the future glory of Jesus Christ. Everybody with me? There is no such thing as a stressful pastor if he believes his Bible. There is no such thing as a stressful elder if he believes his Bible. There's no such thing about a stressful deacon if he believes his Bible. There's no such thing about a believer if he believes his Bible. Because you stand secure in grace. And grace protects you from everything. Even your head. Because you can think about the future glory of Jesus Christ. Because you hope in that. You rejoice in that. You look forward to that. Because you can look back on how you've been justified by faith. You've looked back. You've been reconciled. You're at peace with God. Present tense. You're at peace. You don't have the stress from sin. You don't have the stress from this world. You don't have stress because you're secure in the hand of God. Application. Will I live my stress-free life knowing that God the Father has justified me and that I'm at peace with a holy God and every day I remain in the grace of God and I look forward to the fulfillment of all the promises of God. Isn't that good? I wrote it. I like it. Here it comes. Let me do it again. Will I live stress-free knowing that God the Father has justified me that I'm at peace with a holy God, and that every day I remain in the grace of God, looking forward to the future fulfillment of all the promises of God. God promises you everything, and He does the work for you to gain everything. And He justifies you and makes peace with you so that you can have a life without stress and a life of hope so that you can glorify in God. Micah 5.5 describes the Messiah. In verse 5 he says, this one will be our peace. He describes the Messiah as peace. Peace. That's a good name. Isaiah chapter 6 describes the Messiah. 
and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. God gives you a Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, and his job is to give you peace. It's kind of like the guy in Maine who uh, got convicted of robbing a, well, he was accused of robbing a convenience store. And they sent him, get this, true story, sent him to Cumberland County Jail. (laughs) I'm sorry, I like that. Cumberland County Jail, they sent him to. And he went to county, the county jail. And he, he had a great time. The food was good. He got to play basketball. He got to play cards. He got a nice bed to sleep in. He enjoyed his time. He was so upset that they found him innocent of robbing the convenience store. That he couldn't stay in jail. He had to go back to his dishwashing job. Being in jail was a step up for him. He was at peace in jail. (laughs) Listen to what he said. He said, next year I'm hoping to get two weeks by confessing to murder. Okay? (laughs) He said it was like a vacation time. Because his life was so good in jail. Sixty-two percent of Americans say they experience a great deal of stress every week. Sixty-two percent of Americans say they experience a great deal of stress every week. You know what psychologists say, counselors say? how to deal with stressful things. They say, listen to this. They said, you need to practice relaxation exercises. You need to mentally make images in your head. Or or you need to meditate. Or you need a yoga. And you need to do these exercises 20 minutes a day. That won't help your stress because you'll still be at war with the Holy God and you won't win the war. You'll still be experiencing sin that always lets you down, gets you in trouble. You won't be happy. It will never make you happy. You will have problems. But if you become justified, if you become peace with God, If you become in a state of standing in grace, guess what you'll have? You'll have the hope of one day experience the glory of Jesus Christ. And then nothing, nothing, no nothing, no nothing in this world will cause you stress ever again. What you have is like from here to the moon. And what is sin, it's like a speck of dust on the ground. It's nothing compared to what God does for you. You have nothing to be stressful about. 
you have no congregation to complain about. Pastors. Because God is good. And he justifies you. Where my I got a job for you. If you want to do yoga or imagine things for 20 minutes a day, I'll tell you what. Four days a week, 20 minutes, read through the Bible in a year. That will help you better than yoga or meditation or emptying your mind or, or whatever. Spend some time in the Bible and you'll find less stress in your life. Father, thank you for this time in your word. Pray, Father, you help us to deal with stress and help us to understand that stress is something that comes from this world that's controlled by sin. And, Father, when sin is controlling this world, there is nothing, nothing satisfying. There is only stress. Father, I pray that you would help us to be an encouragement to the non-believers in our lives, that we will help them to understand that the only hope they have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And in that relationship, they will have hope. I pray, Father, that you would help us to understand how great we have it being perfectly fitted in the grace of God, permanently fitted in the grace of God, not by anything we've done, but all by the work of your Son, Jesus Christ, and the work of the God, the Judge, justifying us. We thank you, Father, that one day somebody shared with us the gospel message and we repented of our sins and placed our faith in the promises of God and we were justified and we were reconciled. Thank you, Father, for that work you did in our lives. Thank you, Father, that when that, that day occurred, all the stress of our life was taken off our shoulders and put on Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. I pray you, you bring all the stressful people that we know into our lives this week so we can share with them how to relieve that burden. It only comes through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for this time in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.